Welcome to a new episode of the Big Idea Big Moves podcast. The new the voice new of voice success. success. We all want to feel successful and fulfilled in our lives, but that can be a bumpy road. Through the experiences, journeys and advice of our guests here on Big Idea Big Moves, we will help you get a jump start on experiencing and cultivating whole life success. Be ready to take notes. Every episode has action items that you can apply to your own life right away. Okay, let's get this started. I will now pass you over to the host of Big Idea Big Moves, Jamie Allison. Hi again, everybody. This is Jamie Allison with the Big Idea Big Moves podcast. This is the destination for high performers. We talk to people from different genres, different niches, just people doing really cool things in their space. And hopefully we can listen to a bit of their story and their journey and take some of those things away to be able to apply to our own lives as well. Um, I know I've got one of those guests today. Um, you know that we talk to athletes and entrepreneurs and CEOs and all of those things today. We're going to talk to a, a really cool athlete. Um, just before we jump into that, uh, kind of related actually is that um, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while you know that we have a relationship with epitome sportswear um, the part that uh, we really enjoy is that they take a full life approach to uh, to their athletic wear and leisure wear um, but the other side is is that they believe in giving back to the community they serve as well which is important to us and they're working hard to impact the inequities uh, in opportunity for girls and women in sport and for that reason a portion of their profits go directly to organizations and initiatives that support girls in sports. So, um, so really cool from that end. Uh, if you want to take a look at it, you can go into our Instagram bio. Um, there is a discount code in there, so feel free to use that. Um, otherwise, just go directly to Epitome Sportswear. So that's E-P-I-T-O-M-E sportswear.com and check it out and, and hopefully be able to support that as well. Um, today, so really excited to have Shari Hawkins with us today. She is currently um, one of the leading track and, tra track and field athletes in her discipline. She secured the American National Championship pentathlon title and competed at the World Championships. She's also represented Team USA in the heptathlon um, at the 2019 World Championship and became the British Outdoor Champion in 2018 while she was studying at the University of Bath in England. And she's a five-time All-American when she was competing in college at Utah State. Um, and off the track, which is just as interesting, is that she's really an advocate for mental health and wellness and offers uh, mental strength coaching to her community through a new program that hopefully we'll get to talk about a little bit of 30 Days with Shari uh, as well. Um, so uh, first of all, thank you. I, you've got a really busy schedule, uh, Shari, and, and really appreciate you taking the time with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I think it's going to be a really fun combo today. Yeah, well, um, you know, one of the things is that you're in you're in one of those disciplines that I, I think a lot of people would see as being an all round test to kind of that all round athlete, um, you know, in multiple events, all of those things. Have you always been an athlete that has uh, um, been involved in multiple sports or did you kind of just morph into that over time? Yeah, I think I was always kind of a heptathlete at heart. So for the people who don't know what a heptathlon is, it's a uh, track and field and it's seven events over two days. So it's kind of a big broad spectrum of all things track and field. So we start off with day one, we go hurdles, high jump, long, uh, sorry, shot put, and then 200. And then day two, we do long jump javelin. And then we end the whole thing with a big long 800. And it's, it's really challenging. It's super fun. 
Um, but honestly, like, I think I've always been somebody who's like dabbled in everything. So when I was younger, I did, my dad is, was basketball coach growing up. And, uh, so I did basketball, I did volleyball. I was a gymnast when I was younger. I did dance. I did cheerleading. Um, I tried soccer for a little bit. I tried tennis. Like my parents would just put me in everything. I was the youngest of five and they were kind of just like, do all the things, Maybe I don't think their point was to like leave us alone and go do all the things um, because they were always there right with us at all of our events, all of our stuff. But yeah, when it came to like drama and debate, like I just wanted to be in everything. I wanted to be involved all the time. And I think that's pretty common as like a human experience. Like we just want variety in our lives. And I mean, heptathlon is definitely like the epitome of that in the track world, just a variety of literally everything. But it's so fun. Yeah. Now, how did you, uh, you know, just from a general journey standpoint, because you obviously, um, you know, have have been doing that, uh, that larger event for a long time. How did you kind of jump into that? Did you do it in high school and and just go from there? Um, or how did how did you start to get into heptathlon? I was the I was pretty good at three of the events that are a little like trickier to do the high jump, the long jump and the hurdles. And yeah. so um, I was recruited to do the heptathlon. I had never heard it before. I actually yeah. used to think it was, you know, like swimming and biking and like a triathlon, but like yeah. a lot more things. And I was kind of like, oh, like, I don't know if that's really for me. And then they were like, no, like it's just track and build events. And, um, and I was like, oh, like that could be super fun. So when I was in high school, I remember trying one. Um, and I was like, I'm terrible at this, like what's going on. <laughs> Um, but I ended up going to school for it. Um, I got better and I kept improving and, um, I had ups, I had downs. Um, I had a lot of mental struggles that I've, um, you know, come through, overcome continuously working on and every year, just getting a little better every time. And I mean, I think that's like what we all want, right. It's just that like progression, as long as we can continue to progress through life, I feel like we're winning. So it's been a really incredible journey. Yeah. And so, so this year, so I know that you've had, uh, I mean, we've come through a really weird time for a while because we're out kind of the other side of that as well. But, um, um, you know, you think of like 2020 and, and not long after that, things were kind of all over the place. What was that path like for somebody who's in uh, kind of amateur athletics, I guess, or, uh, you know, how, how difficult was that to go through that? And, um, you know, and, and how, how, how is it back to kind of a normal stage now compared to what it was for a couple of years there? Yeah. I mean, that, that year was really tough. I mean, I was in incredible shape going into 2020 and the Olympics were obviously postponed. And so it was kind of a stressful situation. I had made the team in 2019. So in my mind, I was like, I'm a shoe in like, let's go, like, let's, (laughs) let's get after it. I was in incredible shape. And, um, really like what, what really happened is while we were, you know, um, I ended up, I hurt my ankle. I decided to get ankle surgery during the pandemic and, um, coming back on it. I mean, that's tough enough as it is, but I was also no longer allowed at the facilities that I trained at. And so I was having to train just like on the, at the park and just like around the neighborhood and, um, find a hill, go run some hill sprints and like all that kind of stuff. Like while I was also like, I mean, for the first little bit, I wasn't allowed to run at all because I was in on crutches, you know, all that kind of stuff. But once I was able to, I mean, I think I only, practice like a small like high jump like a small number of times yeah um I feel like I knew that I had the number back then I can't remember what it was what it is now but it was like under 10 times that 
I was able to even touch a high jump pit the entire year. Um, So it was really tough and I had to, you know, really adapt. And um, the hard part that I had to kind of get over is there are people who were able to train at their facilities. They never had any issues. And I had to kind of mentally get over that hurdle and be like, no, 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 like you can still do this. Like you've got this. And looking back on it, you know, we can always say things like, oh, but like, I didn't, I didn't make, I didn't end up making the team, which was really, really hard for me. But at the same time, like looking back on it and seeing, like, I still got a personal best. I almost got a personal best in day one by like, I think it was almost like 160 points on just day one. Yeah. Like amazing. I was yeah. doing so great. And to like, be able to have all of those mental barriers and all of those like physical barriers and everything that was going on, like looking back on it, like I really am proud of just the way that I really fought through that year yeah. and it grew so much from that year. And it caused a lot of pain mentally that I had to like unlearn and I had to continue to push past. And that was super important for me to realize that um, everything that we go through whether it's good or whether it's bad, it changes us. Right. So it was really important for me to kind of find that awareness and like, whoa, that was a tough year. And you have a lot of stress from that, that you have to like, you know, work through and, um, whatever challenges come your way, like it's going to change you, whether it's good or whether it's bad, but like staying in awareness of if it's negative at the moment being like, I know that this is going to change me and allow me to learn from this and get better from this. So I'm going to continue to push through. I understand that this is temporary and being able to like, kind of get over that hurdle when you really do, you can look back on it and you can really like have a sense of pride of like how far you came for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and that's what, uh, I mean, we talk to a lot of people who, um, you know, go through a similar thing at some point in their, whatever career they happen to be in or whatever field they happen to be in. And, um, uh, and they, I think almost every one of them have said that's created a resilience in them that they may not have had without that, that, um, happening. Is that something that like, have you felt now that you've, um, kind of come to grips with that and, and moved forward? Did you, do you find like, did you, did you already have that resilience or did you have to kind of, you know, really focus on, on building some of that coming out of a, you know, what could be a, a tough event for you? I think like something about resilience and I do to actually talk about this in my program. We talk all about resilience is that um, resilience to, for me, at least um, it comes and it goes. It's just like, I mean, I could be in the best shape of my life, best shape of my life. Um, and then I decide not to work out the muscle um, anymore. And then I'm not in the best shape of my life anymore. You know, um, the, the most fit Olympians in the entire world, like in their retirement could completely lose every single bit of endurance. Like they were the best in the world at some point and now they can't even run a mile. Like that is a genuine thing. Like it's not forever. And it comes, it's with your mental muscle as well. And that's something that I've really had to learn is that yes, there are experiences that build resilience 100%, but that's not forever resilience. And I think, um, as human beings, like, I don't know if you've ever felt this way, but like you assume that you go through so much, like how come it's not, life's not easy now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Why not? Like, why, why can't I just like have this forever? And it's because like, when it comes to like mental strength, mental resilience, like this is an ongoing thing. And yes, like that big workout is going to make you stronger. And that big event is going to make you more mentally resilient, but you, it's not going to 
it's not nothing lasts forever. Right. And so that's for good things and bad things. The negative thing didn't last forever, but it's strength that it gave you won't last forever unless you continue to build on it. And so I think the biggest thing when it comes to resilience is like going through hard things is so important to um, allow you to build resilience. But like, if you stay with your own mental journey and your own like mental toughness, that way, when new things come up and you're still so mentally fit, you can use the resilience that you used for that negative experience. And you can actually like, you're, you're just stronger and stronger and stronger. Just like if you continue to work out after your big workouts and you continue to do it, continue to do it when you have a even harder workout in the future, like you can do it. You know what I mean? It's not going to crush you. Um, it doesn't mean that it's easy. It just allows you to like, really like, I like to call it the golden goddess phase is when you, no matter the workout, you kind of can tackle it, even though it's not always easy, but you're in this space where you've been working out so much that you feel like you're just a golden goddess and like no workout can hurt you. Um, even if it hurts and it's kind of, you can do that with your brain too, is like, when you go through experiences, when you continue to train your mind, when you continue to mentally like go through everything that you need to and do what you need to do, when those big moments come out, you're kind of in your golden goddess phase or your golden God phase where you're just like, yeah, like I know this is hard, but I also know I can do it. So that's, that was a long, that was a long, and I know, I think for a lot of people, that's, that's, it's interesting, no, because it becomes about strategies that you're learning as you go, whether it's physical or mental. And, yeah. um, and you know, I think a lot of people listening, and, and this is where I think it's also important what you're saying is that um, they may assume because you're a, you know, you're a very high level athlete. And, um, you know, I think a lot of people would probably assume, yeah, you know, those someone at that level has the ultimate in confidence, has all of those things. Um, you know, and I, I think it's interesting to hear from people in, in your position to say, you know, no, that's that's not necessarily always true that, um, you know, that uh, you may be on a much larger stage when you're doing it, but you still probably have some of the same doubts and anxieties and things like that. Um, you know, is, is that true? And, and if it is, how is that how has that affected your journey as you've went along? Yeah. You know, uh, something that you said, like, it just kind of like made this like connection because I feel like one thing that I'm always saying is like, you have to remember that like professional athletes, celebrities, like, um, movie stars, um, whatever, like the biggest celebrity you could possibly think of, whether they're an athlete or a movie star or a singer or whatever they are, um, they are human <laughs> being. Yeah. And, um, I really genuinely like the way that I felt at a high school track meet is the way that I feel at the Olympic trials or at the world championships. And it, there are moments that it feels, um, really big. It feels really big. Um, but at the same time though, um, in the moments when I was in high school, like that moment felt really big. I wasn't even thinking about world championships, right? Like I wasn't even in, it wasn't even in my realm at the moment. And so what happens in life and it happens for every single person is that you do something and then you continue to do it. And because you continue to do it, you rise up and you rise up and you rise up. And so like whatever goal you decide to have, I don't care. I genuinely don't care if it's a fitness goal, if it's a money goal, 
if it's a like relationship goal if or if it's just like a success goal a sport goal like whatever it is if you continue doing it it you're going to naturally just like continue to level up one level at a time one step at a time and i think really like understanding that like that i feel almost the same way at world championships than i felt at my high school meet like it it just goes to show that like i just kept going you know i i kept doing it i kept trying i kept like progressing and that was the biggest thing for for me and i would say for everyone and i know that there are people who go to the olympics at 15 years old and they're just like phenoms right like that's incredible um i was not one of those people i mean i think um when I made my first team USA, like that was well after college. And, um, you know, I was like well into my professional career and I just kept, kept having to fight and adjust and all that kind of stuff. And, but it's just, that's just part of life, you know, like, it's like, it's such a beautiful thing to be able to work hard and progress. And I would say that most people who are doing incredible things like there's a lot of them that are like phenoms, right? There's just something like, holy smokes, like you're, yeah. are you human, right? We are not sure yet, yeah. but like most people are just humans that decided to do something and never gave up on it. Um, so yeah, I think it's really important to remember that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's, um, so you, because you do multiple events too, mm-hmm. um, how do you, how do you train for that? Like, do you, um, do you focus on your strengths or do you focus on what weaknesses or opportunities you have when you're, when you're coming into something like, do you, do you do additional focus on certain events that way or, or how does that work? That's a, that's a super good question. And I, I think that I wish that there was like a concrete answer. I will tell you what my plan is for this next season. I start, um, I don't know when you're going to be releasing this, but I start October 10th is when I start my season. So it's going to be really fun. But last year there were, I want to say there were three events out of the seven that I think caused me more grief than they should have. Like I, so I need to like kind of knuckle down on them and really like focus and set a plan, set an intention and really follow through with those. Um, And those are going to be javelin, the 200 and uh, long jump. And I'm actually long jump used to be one of my incredibly best events, but that was the event that broke my ankle. I landed on a really bad. And I think that it's just, we have a lot of like mental unpacking to do with that. We have a lot of unlearning to do with that. We have some trusting to work on and building, and that's going to be part of my training with it. So this year we're going to really like knuckle down on those three, but it doesn't mean that we're going to neglect the rest of the four, right? It all, it means that we're going to build in just a little more intention for those knowing that, um, trusting that the other ones are going to come because we already know how to get where we need to go for them and trusting that working on those other three events are going to allow the other four to flourish as well. So that's kind of like the plan this year, but it's changed a lot. Like I remember one year, my coach told me, uh, you heard a, like a heptathlete. And so we worked on, you know, just getting a little bit better over those hurdles so that we can be faster, you know, so just kind of depends. It it changes year to year. But um, the one thing I would say that that is actually important that maybe makes that make more sense is it's so important to not have a one size fits all, but to adapt 
new things that you learn and always being aware of, hey, what do I need specifically and how do we adjust and how do we make that happen for me specifically? And even like within my program, it's 30 days. There's going to be 30, basically 30 lessons um, of things that I've learned and 30 ways to practice them. And then 30 workouts essentially is like what we're going to be doing yeah. um, throughout this program. And the biggest thing with these is that um, I'm going to show you exactly how it worked for me, but every single thing that we learn and anybody who's listening to this podcast, they're going to get something completely different than somebody else did. There's going to be things that resonate and things that don't, mm-hmm. um, but it's all about just tailor making it your life, your, your life is your life. And my life is my life. And I need to make tailor make my life for me and you have to do it for you. And I think that's just like really important to remember. Yeah. How do you, how do you approach that for yourself? Cause you mentioned, you know, you, you have your training, you have, mm-hmm. you know, obviously your life outside of training and all of those things as well. Um, how do you, how do you try to balance it? And I know it's a little bit different because you're a high level athlete and have to spend so much time training, but how do you try to uh, um, at least make sure that you've, you've got some balance there for yourself? Yeah. So right now um, my biggest thing is I have, I realize it's awareness being aware and a lot of journaling. So a lot of writing down and asking a lot of questions about like what I need, pondering, thinking about that, because not enough of us do that. Even if you took five minutes, the first thing that you do in in the morning, instead of um, getting on your phone and scrolling for 10, 15 minutes, like wake up and have a journal next to you and just ask questions if you ask questions the night before or the day before answer questions, like whatever, whatever comes to your mind, just download what you need. And you're, you're going to intuitively kind of like know what you need, but my biggest thing is asking questions and writing it down. So if, um, there's something at practice, that's not making sense to me. Um, why, uh, this morning, actually, um, I noticed that, um, I'm, like I, when I was getting ready, I was putting on my skincare and I was noticing that my skin is starting to get like really splotchy, um, where, um, like where normally it's not, and it doesn't feel like acne. It just, it just feels like there's some sort of ration. So I really, instead of being like, oh my gosh, my, my face, yeah. like, oh my gosh, like I'm not competing well. Like, oh my, I'm like freaking out. I, I looked and I was like, okay, like I'm going to note this. I wrote it down. It's like, I'm going to note this. I'm going to see like, okay, I'm going to make a list of like what I eat today. Did I get enough water today? How stressed am I right now? And like really take in like what my body's telling me or like when I'm at practice, it's so important. I talk about this in my, in my, um, in my, uh, experience, my 30 days with Shari as well. Um, I talk about how it's really important to stay, stay observant in life and, instead of making like huge deals out of things, making sure that we're just noticing. Um, because even like, as like a high level athlete, like I know I'm going to the track every single day. I know exactly what time and I know what we're going to do because I have a coach who allows me to do what I need to do and helps me through it. Right. I have a team that works that through me, but like, it's also someday, some days I'll go to practice and it'll be nine hours and I need to make sure that I'm also, like taking care of me, right. Taking Mm -hmm. care of like my, 
my joy and my relationships and my family and whatever else I need to take care of. And I mean, if that is, Hey, I'm going to go to bed a little bit earlier because I don't get much done at night and I'm going to wake up really early and have that time for myself. Like, so be it. Right. Um, just kind of depends, but like my biggest thing is just be aware of what you need and start observing instead of judging. Um, it's really helpful. And do you, um, and, and this may be a kind of a separation between kind of what you do for athletics versus everything else, but, um, are you, a are you a goal setter? Like do you, do you write everything down? Do you have very specific things you want to achieve in certain timelines? How does that work for you? Yeah, you're literally every question you're asking me, I have like a specific day that we talk about this. Specific awesome. Thing. Well, that, so, <laughs> that's yes, why everyone should probably get it afterwards. So. Yes, 100%. <laughs> like, um, I'm a big, big goal oriented person. Um, but I also think it's really important to make a distinction between like purpose and goals, because I think that a lot of us attach our value to the goals that we want to achieve. It's actually really important that we care about our goals a lot, but we don't attach them to our identity in, in a fact, in the fact of like, if I don't get that goal, I may as well like not be here. You know what I mean? Like, what am I even doing here? Like, no, like that's not the, that's not like what life's about. That's not what love's about. That's not the, the vibe. It's not it at all. Um, we, we get to have the goals that we want. We go for our goals with like everything that we have. Um, and I, I, I map out an exact process of how I create my goals because I feel like for me, it's just a little more achievable in this way. Um, making like going through the steps of like how to actually make it happen for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, but like the biggest, I think the biggest lesson, um, in life is just to go for everything as hard as you can, but give yourself grace while you do it, because it's okay. If not everything happens the way that it's supposed to, I had to learn that the hard way when I didn't make the Olympics in 2021, Mm -hmm. uh, that was that was so hard because in my mind, like that was all I wanted in my entire life. Mm -hmm. And that was what my life was going to be. And so, I mean, but look, I'm still here without that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have created 30 days with Shari. I, you know what I mean? So I learned so much. I wouldn't have become the American champion the next year. Like I wouldn't have focused so much on my mental journey and I wouldn't have like such a nice outlook on life. You yeah. know, so it all happens like it really, it really all happens for a reason. And um, I'm, yeah, for sure. You, you have, because of that, probably, um, you have a, a lot of people that follow you, but also have, um, I'm sure there are many, um, many young girls that see you as a role model to follow. And, um, you know, I, I guess how, how does that, like, how does that, make you feel knowing that, you know, you are, are connect- and not only connecting with those people, but um, are really kind of helping them through some of the struggles that you have learned through over the, the last little while. Yeah, I, I honestly, I take it really seriously. And I just, I makes me so happy um, to mostly, I hope I can help people. I hope I can help young athletes, both male and female who are suffering from body dysmorphia because I did really badly. Um, I hope I can help, uh, people like find out how to get their goals without like 
breaking themselves down in the process and uh, kind of just like inspiring people to be their best selves. Because at the end of the day, like that's all we really want is we want to be our best self. And too often we get caught off in trying to be the best self instead of our best self. And so if I can, you know, influence people to detach from, and I, I always say this, like your journey doesn't have to look like mine. Like I hope to be an inspiration in making your life the best that it can be. Not, I want to show you how to do my life because um, your life is so much better than my life because it's your life. And my life is better than their life because it's my life. And we get to live our experience. And I hope that I get to have my fullest experience and you get to have your fullest experience. And, um, we can just inspire each other to be the best versions of ourselves we can. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, Michael against that a little bit, but is there, <laughs> is there somebody that you see as, um, like, is there somebody that you look up to? Like, is there somebody that's that shining example of, wow, I would really like to be like that one day? Is, is there somebody for you like that? Um, so weirdly, like, so not weirdly, it's obvious. I look, I look up to Reese Witherspoon a lot. I think she's mm -hmm. just so incredible. And she just is like, I just like love everything that she stands for and like all of her hustle and um, all of her, like her, she has really incredible energy at the same time. Um, I've always said this, but I look up to the rock. I feel like he works really hard. He stays so consistent. He's like the king of consistency, I think. Yeah. And um, is family oriented, but like at the end of the day, like I, I don't know if I would want my life to look exactly like their life. Mm -hmm. um, so at the end of the day, like, when I'm really, this is, I've actually done this like very recently, but I do this a lot, but whenever I'm having, you know, like a really hard time and I genuinely don't know what to do. I like, I, I like to close my eyes and I like to really ask myself like, okay, if I was literally like the best version of myself, like the person that I could make up in my mind, that was like everything I ever wanted to be like, what would that person give me advice to do. And, um, it's like always like the best advice in the world. And so, um, like that's like, this is probably like seems silly, but like, if I really wanted to say like, who is like my inspiration, it's, it's me, but it's not me now. It's not like me then it's like me, like the, the me I can be like, that's the person who really inspires me the most. Like when I, because I could think about Reese and she's incredible. And like, she does, she is like just such an inspiration and she is somebody to absolutely strive after in terms of like her success, her hustle, her values, like all of that kind of stuff. Um, but like, if I really, really thought about who I wanted to be, and I hope everybody feels this way. I hope if you're listening to this, you feel this way about you um, because you don't have to want to be yourself right now. That doesn't even matter. Like it's totally fine. But like, if you really thought about like who you wanted to be and you thought about the best version you could possibly be, like that's the version, like it, you shouldn't have another face um, when you're trying to think of who you want to be. You should be you, but just like, the ultimate version of yourself. And like, I hope that other people like take that and like start making themselves the best version of yeah. like, the best version of themselves, their inspiration. Yeah. That's, that's a very cool way to 
to look at it also kind of taking the the best parts of other people and seeing how they they kind of might fit into you so um so one thing that we we do every uh, every show is to try to have a couple of actionable things and, and there's already been lots um as we've gone through this um but one of them I, I thought just because you do spend a lot of time talking about um I, I thought it was great um for people listening and you know uh about how you feel the same way um you know as when you were at a high school meet as when you're you know in front of a large stadium and things like that um but for somebody who's just thinking okay i get, I get extremely anxious before whether it's before maybe an athletic event but it could be before a big presentation it could be all of those things yeah. um do you have a couple of strategies that you can share about how you kind of quiet your mind around those things and maybe kind of cut some of that out or or strategies Yes, um, 100%. So I think that like the biggest, um, like the biggest that you could do is breathing. Um, and I, you, people used to always say, just breathe, just breathe, just breathe. And I was like, it's not working. Um, <laughs> it's not working. Um, but that's because it's not just breathing it's not just like sitting here breathing like what we've been doing this entire time while you've been listening while we've been talking mm -hmm. mostly why i've been talking <laughs> <laughs> um but it's really just taking breath work to the next level and practicing it every day and um learning how to calm what they're calling the vagus nerve so honestly if you are somebody who suffers from really bad anxiety breathe in for four seconds, breathe out for six seconds, do this every day for like 10 minutes. I do it two times, 20 minutes a day, which is 40 minutes, which is a lot. And I totally get that. Yeah. Um, I'm doing it because I'm trying to, I, I suffer from severe anxiety and I'm trying to calm my body down. Um, but like do this, um, for at least 10 minutes a day, just make yourself do it you'll notice a difference like pretty freaking quick. Yeah. Um, and like, I talk about this a lot in my program, but I'm just going to say it anyways, because if you, if you would love to learn more about it, we talk about it, but if not, I still want you to have the information because it, that one really is like such a game changer. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I just really wanted to talk about that one because it's, it's a big one and it's, it's uh, helped me a lot. Wow, that's great. And um, I think for people listening, I mean, obviously, there's there's lots of reasons because, um, you know, we've been given a couple of glimpses into what your program looks like. Um, but if people um, over the next little while, first of all, how do they how do they follow what's happening with you? Because you've got some good stuff happening over the next little while. But then the other side would be, um, you know, looking at your program and, and what might fit for them as well. Do you have, um, you know, can you give us that information as well? Shari? Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me across most social medias with underscore Shari Hawkins and Shari is spelled C-H-A-R-I Hawkins, H-A-W-K-I-N-S. So underscore Shari Hawkins is pretty much like throughout everything. Um, and uh, I share, I, I just like to talk about, like I teach about track and I love talking about just my experiences and randomly I'll have like a thought and I'll just be like, oh, have you ever thought about this? Um, that kind of stuff. It's all, it's all really fun. Yeah. Um, but for my, uh, like my 30 days with Shari experience, yeah. um, pretty much like, I'll give you kind of like a download of like why I created it. They always say that like 80% 
of sports is mental. And I had such bad anxiety going through. I, I tried to injure myself. I tried to tear my own Achilles once um, because I didn't want to compete. It was really, really rough. And I would have such bad panic attacks up until 2019. I did not go through a competition without a full blown panic attack, like fully like blacking out. I can't move. I can't breathe. I'm crying underneath the stadium type of a panic attack. And I hated it. Oh my gosh. And like, I just kept, I have no idea why I kept going to be honest. It was a nightmare. And when I really took my mental training seriously, like I would talk about like mental training, mental training. And somebody asked me like, Hey, like, I'd love to start my mental training journey. Like, how do I do it? And I was like, I don't know. Like, um, I had a sports psychologist and a mental trainer, and we didn't have like a curriculum that we followed. It was more just like, I would tell them my issues and they would be like, Oh, like try this. And then I'd tell them another issue and they'd be like, try this, you know, and it was just really random and really like, I don't know how to replicate that. You know, I don't know how to make somebody start, like how to help somebody start. And so I was like, you know what, like I would love to do is I would love to create a curriculum for myself. Um, cause I have my master's and my bachelor's in education. So I took all of that curriculum building I learned and I put it into use from everything that I've learned from all of my sports psychologists, from my experiences of being in track for 15 years and going through all this anxiety and figuring it out. And, uh, just from like working with coaches all over the world and learning new things all the time. And I kind of just wrote a list of every single thing I've ever learned every tool, every idea, like all of the mindset shifts, all of the big things that I've had. And I ranked them from one to 30 to the most important or one to probably like a hundred. And then I took the, the ones that I really thought were like the most potent, the more, most like accessible. Mm -hmm. And I put them into a curriculum so that you guys can learn how to do it. And you learn basically one plus one is two before you learn that the square root of, you know, blah, 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 blah. Right. so you go, um, it, it, it's really digestible and it's, um, really helpful. And it's really just, it is for my athletes, for the people who want to be better in their sport. They want to learn how to win. I mean, in my professional career, I didn't have really many wins. Um, and then the year that I actually started implementing this, I got three gold medals. Um, so it was huge for me. And, um, but it's also just, if you have a goal that you feel like you're not getting, it's an, it's an incredible goal accelerator because it allows you to shift your mindset. It gives you a lot of tools, um, gives you tons of ideas. And then at the end of every day, we also do like a short little workout together. And I allow you to take the tool that we learned that's going to help with mental toughness and we apply it while we're working out. So, you know, you want to quit, but we're going to use today's tool so that you keep going. And it's going to be really fun. Honestly, it's a fun workout. We, so every day you have three things. You have a, a morning podcast where I share the tool, the experience, the stories, all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, the second thing is I give you um, a challenge so that you can practice what we learned so that you can apply it to your specific goals and lives and all that kind of stuff. And then we do that workout so that we can connect the mind and the body. Uh, we do that for 30 days and it's a super, super fun experience. And it's one of those things, honestly, that I'll probably do myself. Like I'll probably just go through the entire program myself. Yeah throughout my entire season and just making sure that I'm, you know, doing everything the way that it needs to be. 
So yeah, that's 30 days with Shari. It's been, it's been 15 years journey and it's been (laughs) a year ago is when I really put this together and I knew I wanted to share it. So it's been a long time coming and I'm really excited about it. And it's going to be so, it's going to be really cool. It's going to have like really good, high energy, um, good vibes. It's an amazing goal accelerator. So I hope you check it out. Yeah. Well, and, and there's lots of people I'm sure who will, will not only um, take advantage of it. I mean, it's a good time for people as well, because there are lots of people that are jumping heavy into some of their training, whether, you know, depending on what that is or, or where they are. But um, uh, what we will do is we'll put those links in the show notes as well to, to your stuff, but also to that directly. So feel free to, um, yeah, it's just shariehawkins.com, but I'll give you the, I'll give you the information so that you can link it as well. Yeah, we'll do that for sure. Okay. Well, and again, um, you know, well, and if you haven't hit subscribe in the podcast, do that right now. We have great people every week. Um, and again, um, you know, some, some great stuff today, lots of inspiring, uh, uh, information for people and, and hopefully lots of people jump in and and take advantage of that. Cause I think it'll make a, it'll make a big difference. So thanks for, um, for getting that out there with people and, and thanks for taking the time again today. Sure. Yeah. Thanks so much it. for having me. All right. And we will talk to everybody else again on big idea, big moves. Thanks for listening to the big idea, big moves podcast. Be sure to drop us a comment on Apple podcasts and follow us on Instagram at big idea underscore big moves. We love to hear your feedback. Till next time, remember, big change comes from small, consistent actions.